Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. So, welcome along everyone. It's a busy weekend of quality racing uh, with Newmarket, Ascot and York, all hosting group races and big field handicaps. We've decided to head to York for their John Smith's Cup Saturday card, giving three races our usual in-depth coverage. Uh, We're starting things off with the John Smith's handicap over a mile uh, before taking in the city wall stakes over five furlongs and then rounding off the pod with the main race on the card on Saturday, uh, the John Smith's Cup. So let's crack on with things with coverage of the John Smith's handicap due off at two o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Welcome along, Ben, and uh, you can start us off with that one. Yeah, Tony, the uh, John Smith's handicap uh, last 10 renewals have been at class 2 level so I've looked at those renewals to pull together some trends for the race all 10 winners were aged 3 to 5 ran within the past 28 days placed on one of their last two starts and had no more than 22 previous handicap starts. A strict application of those trends would give a rough and ready shortlist of Eileen Dove Wild Lion and Aramek. Uh, I'd also add Isla Kai to that shortlist as well. He finished fourth in the race last year off a £6 higher mark. Eileen Dove won this race last year off a £6 lower mark. He's two from three over course and distance, so he clearly handles the track well. He is off a clear high mark here after winning at Hamilton last time out. He's running off 96 in this this year. Uh, so I need to prove he can defy such a mark. Uh, the three previous times that he's run off a mark above 92, he's finished well enough beaten each time. Although in his defence, I wouldn't say conditions were, were really ideal for him on those runs. Uh, he does have plenty in his favour here, but again, he will need to pull out just a bit more than he had to last year, I think, from this current mark. A wild, wild Lion, he posted a career best when winning last time out here at York over seven furlongs. He's wearing uh, first-time cheek pieces that day, and they stay on on this occasion. Now, to look at Saeed bin Sarur, male horses that were wearing cheek pieces for the second time and started at around 8 to 1 or less, so relatively fancied. Now, they returned figures of 21 winners from 59 runners. So 36% strike rate and over 34 points profit. When in place, they had a 68 strike rate. So there's plenty of hope from those stats that the cheek pieces will continue to work again on this occasion. It's also worth knowing he was put up £4 for his win last time, but it's got a £5 claimer on board here. So Christian Haworth, he technically negates that rise in the weights. Uh, this will only be the eighth time jockey the jockey has ridden for Binsfrewer. Uh, previous seven rides have yielded three wins and three seconds. So again, there's some more positives there for Wild Lion. Uh, Aramek, he's another on my trend shortlist. He's still very lightly raced for a five-year-old due to spending his four-year-old season on the sidelines. Uh, yet to win any of his three starts this season, but they've been over longer trips, one mile two, so interesting that they cut back in trip to a mile here. Um, he's not been finishing his races off all that strong this season, so I guess they're possibly looking to see if it's a stamina thing that's the issue by dropping him back in trip here. And the other that I pulled on my shortlist, 
Isla Kai, as I already mentioned, he finished two and a half lines fourth in this race last year from a six-pound higher mark. As Eileen Duff runs in the race this year of a six-pound higher mark. So Isla Kai getting a 12-pound swing in the weights with that one this time around, which says a hefty enough swing for Isla Kai. Now, Isla Kai probably, possibly, best on good to soft or softer ground. That's where all five of his gear wins have come. And he could well get the cut he needs underfoot come Saturday because rain is forecast at York on Friday and Saturday. And come race time, I think there's a decent chance of it being slower than the current forecast good ground. I think that, that would only be a bonus, really, though, because... Isla Kai, in fairness, has gone close on good and good to firm ground, including here at York. So, does seem to handle most ground. Um, and he does look overpriced to me at present, around 12 to 1. Uh, his mark of 92 looks okay as well, because he's placed off as high as 99 previously. And I do like Isla Kai for this one, Tony, along with the good dolphin runner Wild Lion. So, it'd be Wild Lion and Isla Kai for me in this one. Tony, what have you got? Yeah, I've got the same shortlist, mate. Wild Lion, Eileen Dove, and uh, Aramaic as well for uh, William Haggis and uh, Tom Marquand as well on board uh, there. I uh, I do like uh, all three, actually, but uh, Wild Lion won, run, won on return to action at this venue last month over seven furlongs, beating 12 rivals. I mean, you've, you've covered basically all three. Uh, of my shortlist here anyway um, beating 12 rivals off a £4 low mark he's 2 from 2 over this trip not from 3 in July and not from 3 when uh, running uh, within 30 days of last run now that would be a concern for me not from 3 in July not from 3 when running within 30 days but uh, yep while line's in with a chance Eileen Dove um, was uh, winning his 5th race of his career when winning at Hamilton earlier this month off a £4 low mark uh, leaving the entire with a 36% strike rate on turf four wins from 11 uh, for Eileen Dove uh, two from three over course and distance and three from nine over a similar trip goes well when running between eight and 15 days of his uh, last start so I do like Eileen Dove I'll probably be going each way on that one that'll be my only uh, bet Aramaic uh, two from seven on the flat third of uh, 13 beaten one and a half lengths earlier this month at Sandown on good grounds won at this venue but uh, as you were saying, yet to win over this trip. So Eileen Dove, Dove of, uh, for me in the uh, in the two o'clock at York, uh, two thirty-five. The City Wall Stakes uh, listed contest over five furlongs. Ben, your thoughts on the City Wall Stakes? Yeah, decent looking racing prospect here. Uh, this is the thirteenth renewal of the City Wall Stakes to be run at York after it was moved from Chester. And no race trends for me, but I did note that nine of the twelve winners of the race since it's been run at York were course and distance winners. Uh, there's four in the race this year: Regional, Great State, Chipstead, and Nymphadora. I'd have three of them on my shortlist: Regional, Great State and Nymphadora, uh, and also stick Silky Wilkie on my shortlist as well. A regional comes into this off the back of two victories. The last of those when he broke the Haydock five furlong track record in the Achilles Sticks. So he's clearly a horse at the top of his game right now. And um, he probably wouldn't be wanting any of the forecast rain to be softening up the ground 
any. Uh, that'd be my small concern for regional. Asilke Wilkie, he also comes in off the back of like, your best effort. He lost out by a short head in the dash at Epsom last time out. He won't mind what the ground does here. He's won on a wide range of underfoot conditions. He's probably not quite a group horse, but he should be up to this listed level. And of the front two in the market currently, uh, Silky Wilkie would be the one I'm most keen on. A great state. He fluffed his lines a bit last time out at Sandown. Uh, Prior to that, he'd looked progressive. He was a convincing winner of a listed contest over course and distance two starts back. He also gets the three-year-old allowance here, and he's definitely one that I think is worthy of consideration. And Nymphadora, the other on my shortlist, She's been relatively highly tried in the past, but for me, she's just not a group horse. She is zero from six, zero places in group races. Uh, at listed level or below, I think much, much more her bag, much comfortable at that sort of level. And if you look at her at listed level and below, and when not on seasonal debut, she has form of fourth, first, second of 27, and a first. So, Nymphadora, I think you can should be a player here. Um, but of the four I have on my shortlist, I'll be looking to back Silky Wokey as my main play and also be looking to have a play on Great State as well. They'd be my two against the field in this. Tony, what have you got for the City Wall Stakes? I've got three on the shortlist. Uh, ben, Regional, Silky Wilkie and Chipstead. I will be dutching Regional and Silky Wilkie. Regional winner of last two starts at this venue over... Uh, at this venue over course and distance before a victory at Haydock last month off a £4 low mark, £9 higher than his course and distance win in May. Another one with an impressive 36% uh, strike rate here on turf, 4 from 11. He's uh, listed, good ground, course, uh, July and three-time distance winner here regional, uh, so can go well. Uh, once again, Silky Wilkie the same, running well in defeat a couple of starts this term, including the Group 3 Palace House Stakes at Newmarket in May uh, before a short head defeated Epsom in the dash. As you said, Ben, uh, at the Derby meeting on Good to Firm, it's 5 from 20 on turf, 5 from 22 over this trip, though uh, two place efforts from three starts at this venue, including uh, one over course and distance. So uh, very strong on a, uh, at the moment, a Dutch on regional and Silky Wilkie and Chipstead at an each way price. I'll be playing uh, winner over course and distance in May, beating, uh, beating 13 rivals three quarters of length on good to firm ground before it must be said. A ghastly effort in the Walkingham at Royal Ascot last month. Uh, it seems that Chipstead either wins or gets beat uh, 7 lengths, 27 lengths or 14 lengths. Uh, he's £3 higher than the win uh, over course and distance in May and that gives him a little bit of a sniff here at Chipstead if he's on a going day at around 10 to 1. I'll be playing him each way, uh, Silky Wilkie and uh, Regional on the Dutch. Now the big race of the day uh, for us um, in the north. Uh, the 3.10 at York, the John Smith's Cup, Class 2 handicap over one mile, two and a half furlongs. Ben, what are your feelings on the John Smith's Cup? Uh, John Smith's Cup. Um, you like a bit of John Smith's, Tony? It has been known. I'm not a fan myself. A bit too close to <laughs> chewy beer for my liking, <laughs> to be honest with you. Anyway, back to the race. Um, yeah, John Smith's Cup, uh, a race I will be covering in detail for my full 
NTS subscribers. Uh, a few trends to help listeners narrow the 22-runner field. 14 of the last 15 were running from a mark at least four pounds higher than our last winning mark, so a progressive horse. Uh, 14 of the last 15 had won or placed on one of their last three starts. And 13 of the last 15 were aged three, four, or five. Indeed, 24 of the last 26 winners were aged three, four, or five. So it's that age range that has dominated the race over a long period. And also worth having a quick look at the draw for this. No major clues, admittedly, but the top quarter of the draw can struggle to land a serious blow in this. They've only managed to win two of the last 15 and four of the last 26 renewals. So if you're looking at back and something drawn in the, the top quarter of the field, so roughly stall 18 or higher, uh, I'll probably be wanting plenty in my favour to help negate that high draw. Uh, using those trends and pointers, I'd be looking at a short list of Sunny Liston, See the Casper, Noble, Cadillac, Majestic and Houth. A sunny listing is a horse we have covered in the pod last a couple of times. Uh, I put him up on this on his sorry, seasonal debut run as a horse to follow throughout the season. Now he's in a handicap uh, or in handicap company. Uh, then you put him up as part of your outstanding Royal Hunt Cup one two Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a, he's a friend of the show, Sonny Liston. Uh, here he is now rocking up in the John Smith's Cup, disputing favouritism. Uh, and as this was an early closing race, he's actually able to run off the same mark he ran off in the Royal Hunt Cup, meaning he is officially £4 well in for this race. Uh, if the uh, entries were made now, he'd be carrying £4 more. At the form of the Royal Hunt Cup, that was also boosted last week when Uzo and Perotto finished first and second in a valuable handicap at Sandown. And there is plenty to like about Sunny Liston here. They are, they're setting them back up in trip to from a mile to one mile two. I don't see that as much of an issue. Um, and I do find it difficult to get away from Sonny Liston. He is he's the one that I'm most interested in in the John Smith's Cup. Um, I'll be honest, I've still got a bit of work to do in this race. Uh, it's kind of a race I'd be looking to have at least one more on my side in these sort of big field handicaps. Not totally settled on where else my money will be going, but Majestic for Jack Shannon is catching my eye. His form in the July to September period when returning off breaks of 28 days or less, two wins and four seconds from seven starts. I don't think his current mark of 92 will prove beyond him. Um, and he also he also is relatively adaptable with regards to ground, which could be vital if the ground starts to soften up over the next 24 hours. So I'm very much in the sunny listing camp. Um, and Majestic is the other catch my eye at slightly bigger prices. You're around double figures just now. What you got, Tony, for the John Smith Cup? Oh, I have got, um, I'm being a bit boring here, I must admit. Uh, Sonny Liston, of course, sticking with Sonny Liston. Uh, two length behind uh, Jimi Hendrix uh, in the uh, Royal Hunt Cup at Royal Ascot. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, he comes in in good good stead here. He's also got uh, Daniel Tudor on who, know, who knows and rides York very, very well. Uh, I do like Sonny Liston and an each-way price at the moment. See the Casper, I do like as well, even though he's coming off two runs on the old weather, uh, second of 10 at Kempton uh, at back end of last season, and then on seasonal debut when winning at the as the 10-11 to favourite 
at uh, Lingfield uh, over a mile and two furlongs. Now that looks th- this looks like being a plan here. Simon and Ed Crisford. He does carry five pound extra here. Uh, Andrea Zini is in the saddle. See the Casper. I do like. Uh, uh, White, White Wolf also um, is an interesting one at a big price. I do like it. Uh, the four-year-old, he finished seventh of 18, beating just three and a half lengths by Akita Sushi at 25 to 1 in the Duke of Edinburgh Stakes at Royal Ascot. I think he can come on from that. I think he's better than that. Uh, and uh, one I'm going to give, although he doesn't make the uh, trends on the, the, uh, on the age group, but Astro King is certainly better than his last run in the Royal Hunt Cup when he uh, absolutely ran a stinker, basically. He raced far side um, and he ended up finishing 8th of 14 in that group on the far side, uh, racing behind Jimi Hendrix. I think Astro King can hit the frame with a number of firms paying uh, five or six places tomorrow. Daniel and Claire Kubler have uh, had him in, in decent form around May when he uh, ran here at, uh, at York, finishing fourth of 16 in a uh, good-to-firm handicap, the, uh, the Hambleton handicap, which is a, it's a good uh, key race for this one. So Astro King, I do like. I'll be backing him each way, uh, possibly leaving White Wolf alone, Ben, uh, but I'll be doing uh, See the Casper and Sonny Listen. Three for me in the uh, John Smith's Cup. Anything else to add for the rest of the day? Uh, ben? Uh, I've not really had a proper look yet, Tony. I've got a new market to do for members who are doing the Bunbury Cup July Ah, right, Cup. yeah, yeah. Um, probably going to nip over to the Ascot race. There's a lot going on this weekend. Yeah, yeah, a lot, very uh, good. Plenty of fucking, we could have chosen Ascot, Newmarket or York for this, but I thought probably best if we just stick to closer at home and uh, give the, the North a bit of a highlight. But um, yeah, I've got plenty to do. Um, and I will be just getting stuck into it as soon as we're off the pod. Yourself? Yes, you yeah, yeah br- brilliant. Got a day out uh, planned tomorrow for... I've got a day off from TalkSport, thankfully, on a, on a Saturday. I've been working the last uh, four Saturdays uh, with Emmett and Lee, uh, which has been great fun. And uh, we've got a, but we've got, um, we've got the big screen down tomorrow in the local... Uh, Ale House and uh, lots going on there tomorrow for the John Smith's Cup they like celebrating the John Smith's Cup there so they've got the big uh, big screen down lovely screen as well HD and uh, they've got Ascot up in the corner uh, at the races and we've got uh, racing TV on the big screen tomorrow so uh, that looks good and me and my boys are going down there as well uh, going to have a bet we may even have some paper money bets as well which would be Oof. interesting. We're just trying to find a bookies runner, but uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll somebody. Just will. There'll be an old old boy sitting in the corner taking bets. Won't yeah, I? well, no, not so much these days. They've uh, ah, <laughs> that's uh, unheard of now. I think those aren't yeah, they? Yeah, probably. But anyway, do it yourself, Tony. You be the bookie. Oh, joking. No, too much shit. Can't do it in drink. Can't, we'd have no, to, have to do that true. with no drink, wouldn't you? Yeah, and drink that, and punt and don't mix. That's out of the question. Out of the question. John Smith's uh, day tomorrow. Uh, so, many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast. Plenty of competitive racing for us to all tuck into over the next couple of days. Hopefully, we've made the York card a little easier for you to navigate. And uh, if you remember, if you're an early riser, you can catch me at Epic Radio between 5am and 7am. Then it's Shed Hot Radio at 7am till 9 and you can get more uh, free stuff and uh, more 
more information on Ben's uh, content uh, over on narrowingthefield.co.uk. That's narrowingthefield.co.uk. Until next time, it's thanks from us. Big thanks for listening. Thank you for all the kind words you've been sending us. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you, Ben. Cheers, Tom. See you later. We'll